I'm going to ask you, because we ain't going to step too far away from what was said today, this morning. Amen. So I'm going to ask if you would turn with me to Romans 8, 28 through 33. Amen. Romans 28 through 33. Amen. So Romans 8. Few of y'all look surprised as if you haven't heard this before, amen. And see, this is the thing is that, you know, sometimes Father God gives you a word and you just want to know, Lord, is this what you, you would have me to share with your people? And I just so happened, as L and uh, Sister Paris came through, just so happened to crack the door. And I heard what Pastor was saying and I said, come on. Come on. But, you know, it just goes to show you that as a body, when we are together, we are going to speak the same things. Amen. And Father God's going to share what we need to hear. Amen. So Romans 8, 28 and 33, I should just go ahead and let y'all sit down because you done already heard it. Amen. But it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What? Shall we then say to these things, if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Amen. And 33 says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Amen. It is God that justifieth. I'm going to ask you, you can go ahead and have a seat. Amen. This morning message is uh, what God allows is for our good. Amen. What God allows is for our good. Amen. Now, I want to say this again, and I want to read this scripture again in 28, because this scripture has been misquoted many, many, many times. Amen. And it says, and we know that all things work together for the good. That's it. That's all that's being said. We know that all things work together for the good. Amen. This is where many quote what they want to hear. But here's the rest. Amen. We know that all things work together for the good. To them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose amen now the essence of what it means to love God is here in Mark 12 30 it says this it says and thou shalt love the Lord thine God with all thine heart with all thine soul with all thine mind with all thine strength this is the first commandment amen this is the first commandment to love him is to be satisfied in him amen To love him is to be satisfied in him, not just his gifts, amen? Because many times we think because a person loves us, 
They give us things, amen? They asked a the young lady the other day, why do you love him so much? Because he gives me gifts. Why do you love him? Because he gives me gifts, amen? But this is not the only love that we have for Father God because Father God has blessed truly many of us, amen? Many of us. It is not to be satisfied, it is to be satisfied in him and not his gifts, but to love God as the glorious person that he is, amen? Loving God includes obeying his commandments, amen? That's what love is, obeying his commandments, including and believing his word. It includes thanking him for his gifts to mankindness, amen? So what is his gift to mankindness? Jesus, amen? And I'm going to say this, if you don't know, you better know now because he has truly been good to each and every one of us, amen? Truly been good to each and every one of us, amen? So when, when Sister Rosalind got up here this, today and said, do we want to praise God on today? We all should have been jumping on the chairs, amen? All should have been jumping on the chairs because, again, saints, we can talk about this each and every Sunday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever. But when we look out on what's going on around us, there is nothing good going on, amen? Nothing good. Amen? I heard an 18-year-old young man around in this area was killed the other day. 18 years old. Lives are being shortened now, amen? And no one cares, amen? The world does not care. The world will turn the page quicker than anything, amen? Somebody died? Oh, okay. Next page. And that's it. And move on, amen? Knowing this, that God loves us and we love him, knowing this brings comfort and peace. But not knowing and living in the unknown makes it all too easy for doubt, fear, and worry to creep in, amen? This is if you don't know God, amen. These are the things that creep in. This is what the enemy is trying to do to God's people today, amen. I want you to doubt. I want you to fear. I want you to worry because when you hear that something bad's going on on the street on the other side, it's coming close to you. This is the fear that the enemy is trying to put into God's people, amen. This is the fear, amen. Now here Paul, he did, he did not say, in 28, we think or we hope, amen? He did not say that, amen? He says this, we know, we are certain, we are sure that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, not our own, amen? I had a purpose in the world, amen? But where did that purpose give me? A couple of days in jail, couple of pair of handcuffs put on, a couple of tickets, amen? That was the purpose that I had. I can do this myself. I don't need any help, amen? That was my purpose. But God has a purpose for each and every one of us, amen? So in our going through, in our bad times, in our suffering, don't be surprised, shocked, or caught off guard because these things are to happen, Amen? Don't be surprised about the things that are going on. Don't be shocked and don't be caught off guard, amen? These things are going to happen. Jesus said in John 16 and 33, he said, in this world, you will have trouble. 
Amen. That is certainty. That is assurance that things things are going to happen. Amen. In this world, you will have trouble. Amen. In this world, we will have trouble, pain, suffering that we will experience in our own lives and in the life of those around us. Amen. Jesus is saying that this is the norm here. Amen. We already see what's going on. It, listen, saints, it ain't getting no better. It's not getting any better. Do you think that those good days that we had before are coming back? Those days are long gone. Amen. I told my son the other day, don't live in tomorrow. That is done. It's over with. Move on. Amen. But these are the days that we live in right now, saints. It's not getting any better. When you talk about the gas prices going up, food prices going up, everything going up, and all the deaths we hear out here, it ain't getting no better. Do you think the gas prices are going down? No. You think the food prices are going down? No. Do you think the enemy is going to stop coming after God's people? Absolutely not. Do you think we're not going to hear about death every day that we turn the news on? No. Those days of letting your kid go outside and spending the whole day out and not have to worry about them, and you were able to go to the store, do whatever you want, and you knew your child was coming back home. It's the same thing that those people that have lost their young children thought about too. I can let them go. I can go here. I trust them. I, I, I think everything is safe. Nothing's safe out here anymore, saints. Nothing's safe, Amen. Jesus is saying that this is the norm here and that we will suffer. We will be troubled. That is the nature of this world now. Amen. Death and destruction. Amen. Now, saints, let me just, I'm going to make this clear. I'm not trying to scare anyone, but I just want you to understand what is going on around us. What is going on around us is continuously going on around us. Amen. If my daughter goes anywhere, and I'm talking about Nia, when she drives anywhere, I want to make sure she's up. When you get to where you need to be, I want you to call me. If you need me, call me. I'm there. Amen. But these are the things that we have. When we left the house, my mom just told us, be back before the street lights is on. That's it. Don't go around here. Don't go around there. Don't do this and don't do that. It was none of that. But now you have to give your kids certain instructions on what it is that they can do and what they can't do and where they can be and where they can't be. Don't go down this road because there's something going on over here. Don't go down that road. I don't want you hanging around that friend that you're hanging around with. I don't trust that person. Many of the young people here have heard those things, amen. <laughs> Growing up, I didn't hear none of that. Mom, I'm leaving the house. I'll see you. Bye. I heard a young man said that his mom... 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, she threw them out of the house and locked the door because she knew that she didn't have to worry about her kids. She didn't have to be concerned about her kids. How many parents have let their children go to school, go to work, go to the mall, go to a friend's house, and that was the last time? These are the things that we have to look at now because this is what the world has to offer to each and every one of us, amen. <laughs> you know, they said there's so many people buying guns now for their protection, amen. 
you have young ladies walking around now that way. Amen. But that's what it's become. This is the world that we live in now. Now, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 10 tells us this. Because Jesus has forewarned us of the things that are going to happen and the things that he said are going to happen. What do you think is going on? They're happening right now. But 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10 tells us this. It says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in our bodies. Amen. Now, I, I read that last night. I've read this before. But something came out of this last night when I read it. When you look at these scriptures, and I'm talking about 8 through 10, when you look at those scriptures, and you look at the first part of those scriptures, it's talking about what we're going to go through, the natural. But then when you read the last of them, it's the spiritual, because it says, we are troubled on every side yet, not distressed. So we see all the stuff that's going on around us. We're troubled on every side right now. But Jesus said, not distressed. Amen? We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Amen? See, many people are perplexed. Many people are in despair. But he says here, we are perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Amen? Always bearing about in the body of the dying of our Lord Jesus, the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in our bodies. Now, saints, first we must understand this truth. Amen. God is not the cause of our suffering. God is not the cause of our suffering. We want to blame everything on God when we go through something or when God does not take us out of it on time. Amen. See, when we put ourselves in a situation and get ourselves in a situation, and if God does not immediately deliver us from that situation, what do you think we're going to do? When 9-11 happened, everybody was blaming everything on God. Amen. Why would he allow something like this to happen? We put ourselves in situations, but we want God to deliver us. But then when he doesn't deliver us in the time that he, we want him to, we get mad at him. Amen. God is not the cause of our suffering, nor does consider suffering to be inherently good. Amen. God does not consider that. Now, human suffering exists because sin existed when Adam and Eve disregarded God's commandment and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Amen. It says both their eyes of them were open and death along with the suffering came into the world. <laughs> so that means when you open that door up, that was the apple. You ate that. And you open that door up, what do you think you let in? Death, destruction, and everything else. But what are we going to do? And this is what the world does. That's God's fault. He allowed that to happen. See, if we had to just listen, it's the same thing we tell our children. If you had to just listen to what I told you in the first place, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Amen? 
And it's the same thing that I say to myself still to this day, that if I just had a listen, I wouldn't be where I am right now. When your mom and your dad tell you something, take heed to what they're saying. Don't think, you know, they call us old heads is what they call us. Amen. They call us old heads is what they call us. Amen. It's, it's, it's if, as if y'all not hip with today's people. Sister Rosen, say that again. Nothing. And the Bible tells us that. See, you may look at these things as being something new. But again, you have to understand this. The enemy is very tricky and subtle. And this is what he does. He takes that same old thing, wraps it up a different way, and presents it to you another way. Amen? That's all it's, that's all it's being done. It, it's kind of like I was listening to D.L. Hewley one day. And he told me this. He said, the things over at the Taco Bell, he said, you look at it. They always come up with all these special things and this and that. He said, that ain't nothing but the same thing wrapped up a different way. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's wrapped up a different way. That's it. And it's the same thing with the enemy. The stuff that you see right now going on, it's already been done. It's already happened. We've already overcome these things. Amen. Don't be surprised and shocked at the things that you see out here. Amen. The Bible told us. The Bible warned us. So we know our warnings are where? In God's word. Amen. But the problem that so many people have is that God has warned us, but we're not reading. Many people are not hearing what God is saying today. Does God still speak to us today? Yes, he does. Well, why haven't I heard him? Because you're not listening. You're listening to everything else that the world has to offer, but you're not listening to what God is trying to tell his people today. Don't be shocked. God has already said it, amen? But again, it says, both their eyes were open and death along with all the suffering came into the world. However, here in Romans, God confirms through the apostle Paul that he is capable of making our suffering work for our ultimate good, amen? Now, I know nobody sees that, amen, do we? We don't see that. When you're going through something, do you see that this is going to work for my good? Nope. All you're thinking about is the situation you're in and the hurt, pain, or whatever it is that you're going through. You ain't thinking about God's going to work this out for me. He said in his word he's going to work this out for me. But we don't look at it that way. We're so focused on the situation that we're in, that we're not listening or understanding or remembering any of the things that God has told us before. And I'm going to be bold and say this. God was not the cause of Jesus' suffering. Amen? He wasn't the cause of Jesus' suffering. We were. We were the cause of Jesus' suffering. Amen? It worked out for us. And what I'm talking about is this. If Adam and Eve had a just listen, just listen, it's the same thing with us today. If our children would just listen to what your parents are saying, don't do that. I'm going to give you all of this, but this little piece of lint right here, don't touch that. I'm going to give you the entire world, but this piece of lint, don't touch it. What do you think we're going to do? It's kind of like when you tell a ch child, don't, don't touch that. Don't touch. What do you think they're going to do? Just because you told them not to, they are. We as human beings are just nosy and curious of everything, amen? Well, why don't he want me to touch it? 
You know, and I'm not going to put my wife on blast, but I just have to say this. I have to. I have to. Because we were downtown Detroit, and we were getting ready to get on a people mover. <laughs> and the security guard is standing here, and he's telling everybody, stay behind the line, stay behind the line. People movers come and stay behind the line. So everybody's doing that. Security guard turns his back, and what does she do? Just to do it. Just to do it. But see, it's like God has given us boundaries, and I see this all the time. I'm going to tell you this. With me being a school bus driver, I get, I get irritated because y'all don't understand this. Them cars that y'all drive and the trucks that y'all drive, if y'all pull too far up in the intersection, we can't turn a bus or a truck. But we have boundary lines to tell us there's a reason they're there. Stay behind them to give us enough room to turn. What do you think people do? Some people are in the pedestrian lanes to where the pedestrians can't even walk past. And I'm like, God has given us boundaries. You know the only thing that has boundaries and pays attention and does exactly what it is until it's told not to is the sea. The sea has a boundary of where it can go and when it comes back. We have a boundary, but we want to do whatever we want to do, when we want to do it, amen? God has given each of us a boundary, and we have to either stay behind it or face the consequences of going over it. But many people, when they take that step past the boundary, they want to blame God for the mistake that they made, amen? All things work together for the good of those who love God, who redeem. We are redeemed. We are blessed. He allows it for our good and for his glory. Amen. Now, there are ways God works in our lives that we cannot see with the physical eye. Amen. There are things that God is working out that we cannot see with the physical eye. Amen. These times serve to build our faith. And they do. Amen. If you put a young child in a place and tell them to jump, that child is very hesitant. Why? They've seen you feed them, clothe them, protect them, and they trusted that you'll do these things. Amen? But this is something different. When you want me to go and do something I've never done before and you want me to trust you to catch me, do you think I can tell any of my children, hey, go stand on that stair and jump down? They already know. They already know what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure all y'all can tell what's going to happen there too. But a small child, when you tell them to get up somewhere and to jump down, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to hesitate. I know you've taken care of me. I know you've done this and I know you've done that. But this is something you've never asked me to do, amen? And when I say never asked me to do is that Father God has taken many of us and putting us in places and you ask the question, Father, I'm here now. Now what do you want me to do? God is calling his people to move to another level. God is trying to take his people to another level. But some are so hesitant because responsibility. And, Lord, I don't know if I can do it. Amen. You know, I heard God's voice yesterday when I was thinking about I got to come and give the word on Sunday. And as I'm walking through the store, he said, all I need you to do is step in that place. 
Stand where I want you to stand, and I will speak through you. And that's all God is asking us to do. Take the step. Be where I want you to be, amen? See, that's the problem. God is calling people to be in places, and people are like, nah, I don't want to be there yet, Lord. I'm not ready. It's not about you being ready. It's about you allowing him to do what he needs to do in you. If you trust God, you're going to let him tell you, I want you in this place, and you're going to do what he's called you to do, amen? But how do you trust? How do you build your trust in God if you don't do what he's asking you to do, amen? And how faithful you are and how much you love them and how you want nothing but the best for them. See, that child that I stood up there and I told him to jump. Now, all that while telling that child how trustworthy you are and how faithful you are and how much you love them, and how much you want nothing but the best for them, and how you shall supply all their needs. This is what Father God is telling each and every one of us. I love you. I want nothing but the best. I have a purpose for your life. But I need you to do this. But yet, the child is reluctant. Amen? Does that sound familiar? When God is saying, my child, come here. Come here. I want you to do this. We look at things in our own natural might and not his, amen? Because we think that, Lord, is that you calling me or is it just me saying this to myself? But if God has called you to a place, he's going to equip you to do what he's called you to do, amen? When bad things happen, we tend to wonder where God is because it's the first thing that people think about. All these shootings that we're having now, where is God at? That's the first thing. Or why he allows the bad things to happen. But God uses these things for good. You may not believe it at the present moment, especially if you're stuck in somewhere or something that you're going through. Amen? Lord, where are you at? Why am I going through this? Why am I going through this? Many people, again, quote this verse out of context. All things work together for good, they say. Amen? This is what the world says. All things work together for good. That's it. But the rest of it says, to them that love God. Amen. See, the world will take the Bible. Whatever sounds good to them, that's what they're going to use. And everything else, that's the truth. They'll just dismiss it. Amen. But when it says that many people quote this verse out of context, all things work together for good, they say. But this is a conditional promise. Things work together for the good for those who love God and are called to his purpose. Amen. The Bible tells us we are given a new identity. We are. We given a new identity. Amen. So you're not who you thought you were. Amen. Don't you know that it, is, it, it uh, talks about when we become and we commit ourselves to God, we are not what we used to be. Amen. Because 1 Peter 2.9 tells us this, 
we are royalty, amen. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye shall show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, amen. I'm telling you, some people are so far deep in the world that they can't see nothing but darkness, and that's it. But God has blessed each and every one of us to pull us out of that darkness, amen. Don't you know that when you're in darkness, you can't see anything, amen? The blind leading the blind, amen? We are God's special possession, amen? When we are living up to his calling, God uses our bad experience, the habits and the addictions that Satan wants to use to destroy us, and God removes them and transform them into something wonderful, a love that only he can give a renewed life and another chance. I'm not going to ask who has and who was, but I'm going to say I was, amen, when I was out in the world doing the things that I was doing. Some things you don't think that you can let go of in the world, and you have a hard time. Lord, if I give my life to you, do I have to stop doing this? Can I continue to do that if I just give you a little bit of my time? God don't want your little bitty time. He want all your time, amen? Because the, the, the longer you spend with God, the more you're going to see a transformation in yourself, amen? Now, God removed them and transformed them into something wonderful, a love that only he can give, a renewed life and another chance, amen? Now, when you look at the story of Job, God changed the evil Satan was allowed to bring against Job to bring blessings, amen? So everything that Job went through, he didn't, as his wife told him, you might as well just cuss him and die. Don't ever let someone talk you into saying something you're going to regret later on, amen? Don't ever let someone talk you out of not serving God, amen? Because the thing is this, we're supposed to be the ones that are supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be the ones that are out there witnessing to those that we see and those that we come across, amen? That's what we're supposed to be doing, amen? You know that this makes the enemy mad to see that his steal, kill, and destroy plan is being messed up, amen? Don't you know when you go out and share a word with somebody, the enemy is right there listening, trying to tell that person, don't listen, don't listen, don't listen, put your hands over your ears, don't listen to what's being said. I don't want you to hear that. The enemy is trying to get as many as he can before he goes to where he's going and he's trying to take as many as he can with him. Amen? God is and has been transforming the lives of his people because he loves us and is merciful towards us. This is why the Bible has so many verses that remind us that all things are redeemable. Amen? And when I say that, I say this. It doesn't matter what life you used to live. It doesn't matter the addictions you had. It doesn't matter the, the evil you may have committed in this world. God can still use you. Amen. See, people in the world will throw you away like a piece of paper and just walk off. Amen. But God sees us. And he has a purpose for each and every one of us. Amen. So don't think that I'm the dirty of the dirtiest. God can't do anything with me. God can use me for nothing. Amen? Because when you look at the disciples, look at the disciples. 
Look at the disciples. When you get a chance, I want you to look at every disciple in the Bible and see, were they scholars? Were they presidents? Were they uh, congressmen? No. They weren't. Because the thing is, this is how the world sees things. The higher up you are in society, the more we can use you. But God's thing is, the lower you are, I can still use you. Amen? Even though the world has cast you out and thrown you to a side, I can still use you. Amen? And I'm going to tell you this. I've come across some people that have done some things. I mean, done some things. But yet... God has used these people in mightily ways, amen? And then you look at them because, you know, it's kind of like Paul when he came around the disciples, and they still weren't convinced. This is the same dude that was persecuting us, and you honestly think we're supposed to hang out with him and listen? They didn't want to listen to him because they were still looking at the past he had, as the world does each and every one of us. Because they question us. Wait a minute. You was out there doing the same things I was doing in the street. And we was running the same roads. And you mean to tell me that you a minister now? Absolutely. But I'm going to tell you this too. The closer you get to God, the more distance those friends you had is going away. Amen. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. I, I, I don't know what none of my friends are right now. I don't. I don't. I had a bunch of friends. I don't know what nobody is now. I don't find them on Facebook, nothing. I don't know what no, nobody is anymore. But it just goes to show you, God will remove things out of your life that are not good for you, amen? But he will also bring things in your life that are better for you, amen? You may not know it, see it or understand it or realize it, but Romans 8.18, and I'm going to read this out of the NIV. Romans 8.18, I'm reading this out of the NIV. It says, for I considered that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing the glory that is to be revealed to us. Amen. So the suffering that you may be dealing with right now, God has something glorious about to happen. Amen. I want it now. I want it now. Lord, you're taking too long. Get your hands out of it. Don't try to push God along. Come on, Lord, I need this right now. Come on, move, move. I, he don't work that way. Because many times we think we're ready for something and we're not. God's got to work some things out of us and put some things in us to prepare us for what he has for us. Amen. God is working it out. God moves powerfully in our lives when we choose to follow him. Amen. And I'm not saying follow him for a short distance and then just go off and do what you want to do and then come back. I'm talking about completely and totally following after him. Amen. To make the right decisions, to go the right way, to be led and guided into the things that he's called you to be. Amen. But those of us who love God, we can trust his goodness, his power, his will to work out all things for our good. Amen. We journey together with him. Amen. You are never alone. He is always with you. Don't ever think that you're going into a situation by yourself because he's right there with you. Amen. Always with you.
is, is God a man that he shall lie? No. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. That means that when you go into that courtroom, wherever you got to go, God is there with you. Amen. Whatever you're going through. Amen. The promise that God works all things together for our good does not mean that all things we do of ourselves are good. Amen. I know we do some things sometimes. And like I told y'all, it don't matter. Shut the door, close the blinds, whatever you want to do. <laughs> There's still eyes watching you. Amen. And that's the thing. You, you try to be sneaky to do something. I said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm right here. Amen. God is able to work through everything that we go through amen God is able to work them together for our good and understand this saints he is the big picture amen now I had I had this down here as God knows the big picture but God is the big picture amen he is the big picture he knows what's going on he has the master plan amen now Romans 8 28 is about God's goodness and our confidence that his plan will work out as he sees fit amen not us because let me ask you this are your plans working out that you had before because if they are why are you here The reason that a lot of us are here is because when we were out there, nothing was working. Amen. And God had a plan for us. We all have a plan. It don't work, but we all have a plan. Amen. But I want to know the ultimate plan. Amen. His plan is always good. We can take confidence that no matter our situation or the environment we're in, God is active and will conclude things according to his good and wise design. With this, we can learn to be content, as Paul said in Philippians 4.11, amen? It says this in Philippians 4.11. It says, not that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content, amen? There's going to be times where you're in a situation where you're just going to have to wait. You just going to have to want, but you have to understand God has a plan. God has a purpose. Amen. The fact that God works all things together for our good means God's plan will not be prevented. We are part of his plan, having been called according to his purpose, not our own. Amen. It's his purpose, not ours. Amen. God knows the future and his will will be accomplished. How do I know this? Amen. Because Isaiah 46 and 10 says this. I'm reading this out of the NIV here. His plan will go forth. It will be accomplished, amen, because Isaiah 46, 10 tells us this. It says, I make known the end from the beginning. So your start and your finish, he already knows, amen. From the ancient time, what is still to come, I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Amen. Now, who's going to stand in his way? Who can stand in his way? He is the way maker, the creator, the great I am. Amen. Even when things seem chaotic and out of control, come on, y'all, look. Look. 
You can drive down the street and look and see chaotic and out of control things. But that's how close it's getting to us, saints. We concern ourselves with that that's happening to us because we don't know what is best for us. But God does, amen. That's why we trust him and we believe him and we follow after him, amen. Are you going to follow after somebody that's got a blindfold on reaching out like this? The sad thing is many people are doing that, amen. Many people are following after blind people and they tell you, I don't know where I'm going, but yet and still, people are still following him, amen? The perfect example of this story is Joseph in the Old Testament because I want to talk about the bad things that happen, but God works it for his good, amen? Now, Father God worked all things together for good in the life of Joseph. Joseph's jealous brother sold him into slavery in Egypt. Now, that was it. He had to go through that, so you think he was happy about this? But yet Joseph rolled to a position of responsibility. Then he is unjustly in prison and forgotten about by his friends. By his friends. <laughs> by his friends. The ones that said they had his back. The ones that said, I'm there for you. God gifted him with the ability to interpret dreams. And through the ability, Joseph is once again raised to a place of honor and power. It did not matter what Joseph went through. God continued to bless him, amen? So those bad things that happen in your life, God is working something out. You may not see it or know it or understand it, but God is working something out, amen? Now, through his life, Joseph trusted God, no matter how good or bad uh, circumstances caused, you, caused him, but Joseph experienced plenty of bad things because, listen, being kidnapped, in slavery, falsely, false accusations, wrongfully imprisoned, rejection and famine, but in the end, God blessed Joseph in, through, and around his circumstances. The same thing that he can do to each and every one of us. Don't think that your circumstance is too hard for God. Don't think that your situation is too hard for God, amen? Because it says this, and we know that all things work together for the good of, to them, that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Don't question a God. Uh, don't question God about what it is that you're going through. Just trust him. Amen. Paul's life is also another testimony to how God's work. All things work together for good because Paul suffered shipwrecks, beating, imprisonment, stoning. They stoned Paul and threw him out of the city. Now, do you think he's saying, oh, this is going to work for my good? This is going to work for my good. I can see it right now. No, but that's the thing, saints. That's what we see. When we going through and we beat down and, and the world is just giving up on us, God is still working something out, amen? He's still working something out. Through it all, God was steadily working to bring a good and glorious outcome. And even as Paul went through his infirmities, he prayed for it to be removed, but God's answer was... This in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. See, Paul went through so much stuff that he has infirmities that he was like, Lord, just, just take it away. He prayed three times, take it away, take it away, amen? But 2 Corinthians 12 9 says this, And he said unto him, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Amen. Saints, God is working some things out. Our Father works all things together for our good and for his glory. Amen. The believer, the followers, everything that comes against God's people, we can be assured of this. Romans 8, 35 and 39 tells us this. Amen. Don't worry about it, saint. God got you. Amen. He's got you. Romans 8, 35 and 39 tells us this. It says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written for thy sake, they are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. We are more than conquerors. Do you see yourself as being more than conquerors when you're going through anything? But 38 says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angel nor principality nor power nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor uh, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ our Lord. It doesn't matter what it is that we're going through. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. God's love is, love is everlasting and his wisdom is infinite. It doesn't matter who or what attempts to stop God's plan. No one and nothing can. God will work all things together for the good of those who love him. Saints, I want to ask you this question. Do you love him on today? Amen. Do you love him on today? The evil that we see in this world and all the things being accepted in this world. You know, that's one thing about this world. Everything today is being accepted. Nothing is being turned down. And they're allowing everything. But the Bible warned us of these things to come. Amen. So don't be shy. Jesus told his disciples that the only way to find peace was by choosing to be close to God. Amen. Choosing God begins when turning to God's word to develop and understanding and how God wants us to handle and respond to what each day brings us. Every day that I hear things and everything, every day that I see things, I'm not shocked at all. Not at all. Amen. Do I accept everything? Absolutely not. Amen. Now, I want to close with this. Amen. I want to close with this. And I want us to understand that peace in this world is impossible without God. Amen. It's impossible without God. But we have to understand we can be confident that Father God will not allow anything to happen to us without his permission. And when I say that, I'm talking about his children because God has turned over those who want to do their own thing that are not righteous or pleasing to God. And when I say that, I mean this. I mean living outside of his will. Living outside of his will, amen. The children of disobedience. But his word tells us in 2 Peter 3.18, it says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Saints, be not shocked at the things that are going on in the world. Amen. 
because you think you're seeing things right now, there's more things to come and more shocking things to come. Amen. How do I know this? Because the Bible tells us. Amen. This that we see right here is nothing. If you notice, every year things get worse and worse. Amen. Things get worse. Amen. Children rising up against parents. Parents rising up against their children, putting them in freezers and things like that. Shootings every day. Three of the safest places we were supposed to be is the home, the church, and the school. And those are three of the most shot up places now. Amen. So be not shocked by the things that you see or the things that you hear. Amen. And it doesn't matter what you do as far as trying to um, ignore it, but it's life. All I can tell you to do is this. Stay in God's word. Amen. Listen to what Father God is saying to his people. Be cautious of the things outside of this place. Amen. With that being said, I turn it over to our pastor. Amen. Stand. As I always like to take this time, if there's anyone who does not